It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, coming at you with a slightly scratchy voice this week as uh, my children brought home a little head cold over the end of last week, so I've been kind of working from home, but uh, it's not COVID. But uh, while I don't have COVID, I do have with me, as per usual, the wonderful, the inflappable Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, it is, uh, I'm glad to hear... You don't have the vid. Good right. start. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I think you sound great. You, I think you sound better. Everything sounds better when it's in a lower octave, I think. Just uh, where you just keep dropping. It sounds, exactly. no, I don't know. <laughs> Go all full on Barry White here. Sounds good. <laughs> I like it. Rock on. All right. Well, I'll remind everybody. Well, baseball's here, John. It Wendy, is here. Wendy's happy. Baseball's here. Yeah. I mean, I mean she's happy team, she can team, watch baseball. She ain't doing worth a crap, but, you know. Yeah. Here, <laughs> uh, we'll start by reminding everybody too that while baseball is here, you can also remember you can always find us here, and you can find us on Twitter. You can and uh, you can follow this show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod, and you can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And I know also Aaron, you're on Twitter. If you could let all the uh, wonderful people know where they can find you, uh, yes, John, you can find me at Cheddar Talk at Cheddar Talk. Uh, the name changes, but the handle, the at does not. So at Cheddar Talk. <laughs> I missed this. Did you change your name again? Yeah, I'm right now. I'm not now. I'm uh, right now. I'm uh, my name is part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you were from uh, from Wisconsin with love or whatever. Yeah, it's usually uh, Aaron from Wisconsin with love. Yes. Nice. But, OK, yeah. I didn't see you changed it this week. OK. And yeah, yeah. Not, not, I mean, I wasn't going for anything special with it. It's not like I was trying to prove a point, but like, as I'm sitting there <laughs> tweeting about how stupid Schefter is, I'm like, God, I'm uh, part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> as we get into, our, uh, you're going full on Pope hat yet. Uh, if anybody follows him, it's at Pope hat and he's, he's a f- former federal prosecutor who's a federal criminal defense attorney and everything now. And he does, uh, couple different podcasts out there on like first amendment and stuff which is why i listen uh but yeah no he uh he changes his actual name on there all the time it's always at pope hat but it's he changed it to like some type of whatever hat it always ends in hat but it's something new before that every time well then uh uh whoever um i guess another one that's a good follow is at bobby big wheel that's a good one too his name's constantly changing too so (laughs) that's a fun name yeah, not as good it. as Bobby, MKE's Bobby, best. Bobby Big Wheel. I love it. It's not as good as MKE's best. That's right. still Aww. can't even nice. fight that. No. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, we're trying to kind of roll as long as we can, I feel, on this opening just because it's there's not a lot to go over, but I don't we know. Got playoff, just, we got playoff basketball coming up. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about last season compared to this season. I mean, for the Brewers. Um, well, we're going to have to just get started, Aaron. We've kind of, it is kind of organically died on us here in the opening. So we may as well yeah. get into the actual meat and potatoes of the show, I guess, huh? Yeah, getting war stories. <laughs> Jeez. 
You've it got is. a cold. I'm still recovering from this concussion. It's, it's that time of the uh, year we can start talking about stuff that happened to us in Iraq. Uh, there you go. No, no. We well, can yeah. go over my favorite uh, sports-related story from Iraq of all time, which is the um, time I saw the Marines playing football on my way back from the Tifric um, <laughs> because they decided that there was an open field and nobody's going to tell them where they're going to do their PT, and they're playing football on a um, – on a black water, black water uh, drying area where they would just pour all the stuff from the latrines and let it yeah. dry in the sun. There are big weird crystals of stuff out there, and you were that, not that, allowed that out was, there. That was that was pee pee crystals, yeah, yeah. And there they were. They're they're gonna run around because nobody tells them where to go. And it's like that's yeah. gross. You're I so remember gross. that too. You can see them running around. There's like the little you know, little little haze of dirt in the air around them from kicking it up, and it's like that's. Not dirt. No. Yet. yet. Yeah. It's not dirt yet. It will eventually become dirt, but right, right now that is that is particleized poopy. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Breathe it in, boys. They had to get their football in, though. They just, Separate five. I don't know, either way. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's kick everything off with the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so we have Bucks basketball. We're going to start there because it's playoff time. All right, and uh, they're right where they were last year, you know, right? I mean, that's exactly where we are. Right. We're, just, it, we're the three seed, and that's just what it's going to be. And that's and it worked, worked out well last year, so, I mean, I can't complain with the results. Right, and I, I, I don't really care. There's some people trying to it, – it's not most people. There's a small contingent of people who are trying to say the Bucks are trying to duck playing the Nets in the first round, possibly. And I don't think the Bucks cared. No, no, they didn't. If they would have, they would have probably lost intentionally. Instead, they were balling out against uh, the, against um. They just destroyed the Pistons. The Pistons, and the game before that, the Celtics. Yeah, who, beat up on the Celtics. If who they, if, they, if yeah. they didn't want to play Brooklyn, they would have let the Celtics win. Yeah, because they would have had it locked up a couple days earlier, and they right. could have breezed through. No, they just they wanted to give everybody a maintenance day before the playoffs started. They're going to have a while because they don't play till Sunday. No, that I don't like that though. That kind of bothers me. But that's what happened last year. But I, I think you're on on this with me, Aaron. Right? The play-in playoff is stupid. Yeah, it kind it's of terrible. Is. And I'm sorry for all the five year olds who have just convinced that they can say that word. But whatever. It's a dumb idea. It that's is like stupid. Saying, that's like saying you made the playoffs in baseball when you make the play-in game. It's, right. You made a one-game playoff. Oh, yeah, we're getting more people in the playoffs, more teams involved, more people are interested. They're interested for one more day. That's it. That's literally what this is, too. You have a fan base that are interested for one more day. This is like the playing games for the Big 64. Nobody mm-hmm. watches them. <laughs> yeah, and... It's so Actually, much worse. More people watch the playing games for the Big Sixty Four than they will here. You know? the, so the teams that make it into that playing game have more of a right to be there than you know the tenth best team in a fifteen team conference. I mean, yeah. So like right like, now, I mean, it's kind of a joke because they're, they're 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 leaving ten teams out total, the bottom five, who should yeah. be relegated to the ABA. Does the ABA <laughs> exist anymore? No. Okay. Nor, nor does uh, the CBA. They should be relegated to the D League then. How about yeah. that? 
It's the G League because Gatorade bought it, so it's the G League right now. And so, yeah. That's right. Um, send right. them I down, bring know. up the herd, and uh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we do not do relegation right. We don't do relegation at all in this country. <laughs> no, Relegation's the past. Like, and that says something about our country versus... <laughs> it seems like the, the most American country. way of going about there. it, too, is... Yeah. Like like the most American form of capitalism would be like, well, let's just take these professional football teams or professional athletes and just, man, could we punish them more? Let's find right. a way to do that. Uh, right. How did Europe get that? We didn't. <laughs> right. I mean, it's because they take their sporting and their gambling seriously. Well, yeah. I mean, the we gambling, gambling yes. seriously, but we don't take our sports as seriously. I mean. Well, they take a they take a game that's absolutely boring to watch for ninety minutes, you know, chasing a ball around a, a field the size of Rhode Island. They get super fired up about that. They have a game that they play, John, that people don't even know what's actually going on. It's called cricket, but they get oh, really into really that good. game. They do. Like ask them how to ask them to explain how it's working. No, nobody knows how long does the game go. It can go six hours. Okay, it can go a couple days, depending. <laughs> it really can. They can go multiple days. I know because it's a, it was a colonial game to be played by the soldiers on another country on another continent that had nothing else to do except occupy. <laughs> so but what are we going to do to pass the twelve hour day? To be clear, okay. the, also the gambling and soccer is also on games that never happened, and that is right. true, and that is a fact that FIFA has sanctioned games that did not in fact happen, but were gambled on. Huh? They created scores of fake games that didn't occur. It's so amazing the way how how corrupt FIFA is. It's crazy, and it is all about gambling, like you said. Like they are, which also means that they're less actually concerned about the sport because there will be a game nobody's actually playing in, and they'll still gamble it because none of them are actually watching the soccer. They just want to put money at something. Me, me, Tom, and Josh, when we were going across Australia, everywhere you went, you could bet on the ponies or on the puppies. And it was every, just everywhere. Every bar, every restaurant had a room off to the side with <laughs> tracks going on somewhere in the country any time of the day, literally any time of the day. And, well, <clears throat> maybe not on the overnights, but and uh, at the casino, too, there's huge game. I mean, it's, it's so big down there. So big. It, it, it's everywhere, too. So, but yes. Betting on horses more seriously. I mean, go to a rugby game sometime. That oh, stuff's yeah. insane. It's crazy. Australian it's rules football, insane. Uh, Gaelic football, insane. Like they take sport seriously. Like we don't have hooligans. Like one dude gets knocked out outside of a Raiders game by a, a Chargers fan. Was that what it was? Anyways, uh, I forget. And it's everybody's up in arms. Fan, yeah, whatever. Well, so then they killed him. So, so, oh, that's right. That dude died, didn't he? Because he smoked his head off. The they did murder him. Okay, never mind. Bad example. But let's say, okay, rewind that. You can cut that one out, John. Anyways. <laughs> no, no. Okay, but, like, but, but you know, like, unruly fans, like, you, you see a couple fans getting a fist fight in the stands. I mean, there's literally gangs of hooligans that go around beating people up, destroying property in Europe over sport, yeah. you know, in the name of sport. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what's worth fighting about? It's not the two seed. Because it doesn't matter. Right. <clears throat> Basically, the Bucks Celtics are going to be the Bucks Knicks or Bucks Nets. Pardon me of of last year. Mm-hmm. We're going to play them in the second round, and that's when it's mm-hmm. going to matter. And that's going to be more important than what happens with the Heat, because I think we'll beat the Heat. 
Beat mm-hmm. the heat. Drill sergeant, beat the heat. No. Um, yeah, that's a whole different thing. In the Army, they always made you yell, beat the heat, and then you had to drink a full canteen just because so, they were worried so, you'd so, pass out. So basically, so and so so to the argument that the Bucks were trying to avoid the avoid the Nets, that's Nets, absolutely 100% bogus. They they mailed in the Cavaliers game, got it, right? It's the end of the season. They, they were stuck where they were going. They weren't going to catch the heat, and they weren't going down. Yeah, and so they won two. I don't. I I have Brewer stuff up in front of me right now, but uh, I you know they did well down the stretch. I and yeah, the, and so the way it works out is like if the Nets win the first playing game, they're playing the Nets in the first round, right? That's how that works because they'll be the seven and the Bucks are the two. The Bucks are three. Bucks are playing the Bulls. The Bucks will play the Bulls on Sunday. Oh wait, the now, the Celtics will play the Nets. Because the yeah the Bucks are the three just like they were last year, so what happens is if they can, whatever. So, and just to remind everybody because I don't think everybody remembers this, uh, just just how incredibly dumb this is. Seven will play eight, okay. Whoever wins yeah. that is the seven seed. Nine will play ten. The winner of nine versus ten gets a chance to play whoever lost the other game, and the right. winner of that second game. will get to be the eight seed. So if the Nets lose, which they won't, they would be the eight seed or they'd have to play to be the eight seed, but they're going to win. They're going to beat the Cavaliers and they'll be the seven seed. They're going to win one of the two games. Even if they somehow miraculously lose to Cleveland, then they're probably going to beat the other team, right? Right. I don't see them losing to Cleveland. It's like an eight and a half point spread right now. And I would take that. You know what I mean? Like, because I think they're going to show up and they're going to put everything on Cleveland. Um, I mean, to be clear, they had trouble putting away the Pacers at the end there, which, I mean, it really didn't matter to them because either way they were going to be, I mean, I guess they could have dropped to the nine seed technically, but they pulled away at the end and, and beat them up. But just, I don't know. They, yeah, they win by eight in that one. But, I mean, they're going to beat the Cavaliers. And they're going to play at home. And then was it who's after that? It's going to be the Hawks and the Hornets for the opportunity to play whoever loses that first game. So, yeah, I mean, got it. Noted. <laughs> right? I mean, last year, the Hawks and the Nets were both in that final four in the East. And, and the right. Hawks, the Hawks are, of course, the team we played last, right? Which we forget because yeah. everybody thinks the Nets series was the biggest one because they were the best team left. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were done in the semifinals. So yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's a weird setup. It's I won't watch it. I just won't. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a dumb idea to try to guarantee that basically everybody is kind of in the playoffs and mm-hmm. still playing. I mean, you have to be really really bad not to. Now, in fairness, now like in the East, it works out that the the four teams that are in the play in are all within a game of each other in the standings. But what's going on out west? I mean, San Antonio got in. Yeah, yeah. There, God, there's a couple God, teams with God, losing God records. God bless them. God bless them for being one game better than the Lakers. But I mean, they're 34 and 48. I mean, yeah. Oh, how the tides have turned on west to east, by the way. Yeah. Um, as far as records go, at least. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it'll be Clippers and Timberwolves on the other side. Yep. I mean, yeah, with New, or- New Orleans and San Antonio with the other game. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, the Nets will get the seven. 
because they're definitely going to beat Cleveland. I, I would be shocked if they don't win that game. And then they'll play Boston. And then it'll be mm-hmm. Cleveland versus then I'll probably Atlanta. Um, that one I'm not as sold on, I guess. I wouldn't put money on that game. No. Because they're both man, terrible. The, the Hornets are the Hornets are high-flying and high-scoring team, man. They score as many puck points as the Bucks, but they also give up more than, let's see here, looking real quick, anybody else in the NBA except for Portland. <laughs> so. Yeah. They, they, so, I mean, it's just I, I don't trust it, but Atlanta's going to get a, a chance to play at home, and I'd give them the edge on that, and it depends on what Trey Young does. <laughs> right. I don't know. So either way, though, that team will have to play Cleveland. And actually, I don't know who's going to get the eighth seed. One of those three teams is going to be the eighth seed, and I don't care because they're just going to go <laughs> play Miami in Miami and just get beat up, probably mm-hmm. get swept. Probably because yeah. none of them are any good. Probably, probably. But at the same time, it's east, and it's a little bit tighter than the west, so God knows. Yeah. Maybe we'll finally have that eight and take out a one. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I guess. Um Assuming it, it it holds to form, I guess Cleveland is only nine games back, and uh, well, even Atlanta and Charlotte are both ten games back. Not like said, all, all four of them are within a game of each other. So. San Antonio, thirty games out of first place, they're they're in the playoff kind of thing, a play into the <laughs> that's playoff. That's why I, so I, so I said the East is a little deceiving because like it, it actually this new playoff well, format kind of works because like the team that's in tenth place isn't really that far behind actually and has a somewhat has a four game you know four game over 500 as opposed to the west which is the worst case scenario where you have san antonio limping in 30 games behind and how how do they deserve a shot you know yeah i mean the top half of the west not not the half but i mean like miami would be tied for third with golden state in the west but like you also say there, there are two teams with losing records in these playing games. There's no losing records in in mm-hmm. the East who are still playing. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be this I'll, whole I'll, thing doesn't I'll, matter. I'll check, Starting I'll check with, Sunday. I'll check, with, uh, I'll check with Pete here, and maybe I can get him on for a short uh, midweek uh, pre uh, pre pre postseason. Uh, yeah. I just. Starting Sunday, we'll get we'll get one game before we're back here again. Like right. the playoffs have started, and guess what? We're not going to see anything for a week. Right. Um, but the Bucks start Sunday. I fully anticipate they'll sweep the Bulls because the Bulls, e- even in games where like you know the Bucks have only been trying to amp themselves up and build themselves up to the point where they're ready for the playoffs. Most mm-hmm. the playoffs now. In the regular season, which, by the way, they don't care that much about other than making the playoffs, they swept the Bulls in all four. They swept yep. them in the season series. Um, the, the Bulls kind of know they can't hang with the Bucks at this point. Right. Um, they really feel good. They keep calling the baby Bulls. They did very well this year, better than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. But they don't beat good teams. No. They just don't. Uh, they have a no. terrible record against winning record teams. Last last game against the Bucks, the Bucks just pushed them around, too. Yeah, I mean, DeRozan keeps that team afloat. Yeah, he does. Uh, and then s- some guys. Yeah, he is. He's. He's. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that's one guy that I feel good for because he kind of got the short end of that whole Kawhi Leonard bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
because yeah. Toronto was pretty good with him, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> and Kawhi Leonard gets the hero treatment because he swung into town when I'm a champion was gone. And it's like, there's a good chance they might have been able to do that with DeMar Rosen, too. That was a good team with a good coach. And, you know, and then he just bounced around in San Antonio for a while and was kind of a forgotten figure. So, I mean, it's nice to see him getting, you know, to, to a little bit of a web redemption, but, you know, it's. <laughs> It's still little, but I mean, it's Tosh I, point it, on it me. Is, I mean, if there's, I, mean, to, to, you say sweep. I, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one because I don't think he can beat a team eight times in one season without something, you know, like just giving up one. I could they I, yeah. absolutely they could, but you know, um, I, I'm not really scared of Chicago. No. <laughs> Did you know if you turn Chicago's turn Chicago's bull logo upside down, it looks like an alien reading a book? Yes, I, I love that. Now I always try to look for it that way. Um, it's, it's pretty great. Especially, if you haven't done it, like everybody when, do it. Like when they have the logos down in the bottom corners, not because mid court's always the right side up, but the but then they have one down on the bottom corner of each end, and they're on opposite ends. So one's right side up on TV, and the other one's upside down, and it, yeah, it looks like a alien reading a book. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, it's just kind of fun seeing how it looks the opposite way around because it's kind of yes. funny. Um, and, and all of our listeners just went and looked that up. Yeah, I hope do it <laughs> better. It's pretty better. funny. I was like, oh yeah, look at that. And speaking of huh. logos, since I'm looking at them, God, how much better is the Toronto Raptors logo now than it used to be? That stupid dinosaur. <laughs> that weird God. little. I was just thinking about that last week when we were going through. I was like. I wonder when they, I'm trying to remember exactly when they got rid of that weird dinosaur thing. Yeah, it was, it must have been about five, six years ago now, right? Maybe even longer. Cause I mean, like, it's probably Bucks, been yeah, longer. The Bucks, we just didn't have, think about the Bucks it. they upgraded. I like the new Bucks one, but I mean, even still, like, the mascot in person is pretty cartoony. He's not that far off from the old Bango. No, the old he's Bango's, terrible. And the old Bango is so campy. It's awesome. You yeah. Know, like, I like the old one where he was sitting on the word Bucks and spinning the ball on his hoof. Yeah. I love that Bango. I do. It's just so classic and great. Um, the mascot Bango now looks like a Cro-Magnon deer. Like he is serious. Um, the the five head he has is kind of terrifying. If you ever look at it now, you won't not see it. Because deer deer don't have a forehead, so they have to build something for him, right? It looks terrible. And like I said, it is, it is Neanderthal-ish. Um, yeah. How big that is. You're just like... Yikes! What is going on? Um, it's not. It's I don't know. It's so weird looking. Right. Um, but yeah, no. The I I do like the old uh, Bango Buck logo that they had before. You know, seventies, mm-hmm. eighties teams that we you know we we knew the eighties teams more. You and me. Um, yeah. I like that logo. It was always fun. But I like the you know the antler look now, where it looks kind of like a basketball above the head and everything. I like that and the M for the neck. I think that that's clever. I like how they they've interwoven those things into the logo um yeah it's better that way no new but new buck stuff looks good i mean that the 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 80s stuff as campy as it was i like the old banger but i didn't like the old uniforms as much so i mean it's it's not like some of the other ones like i i'm just as i'm scrolling through i I promise we won't go too far down the uniform one here but like some of the ones that have kept their look over the years like portland la obviously san antonio um the Bulls, uh, the Bulls quietly and don't, I, I'd hate to say this, Chicago quietly has some of the best uniforms for all their teams. Like the Bulls uniforms, nice. 
Yeah. Uh, Cubs uniform is nice. Uh, the Bears uniform is arguably the best uniform in football. It's very mm. clean. Um, Blackhawks looks pretty good. Um, Socks, I, I appreciate it. it. Was a lot cooler in the '90s when they changed it, and nowadays it's just like, eh, okay. But so, mm. all right. I, I do like the old socks <laughs> uniforms. Those are great. The, but yeah, she got, that she little got hand, the, like the hands out with the bat and the, the yeah. ball there. Yeah, okay. The Carl, Carlton, the Carlton Fisk white socks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like My all brother. the way up until like '94 when they switched over to the new stuff. Well, as you yeah. know, I think my brother has the um, Pirates pillbox hat for whatever oh, reason. God, those, my God, those are the best. I also those have are, the Seattle Pilots the, hat, which I, be, I, I very much love because it has those, the um, little yeah. laurels on the brim of the hat. Yeah, like a and, they, and you can get that at uh, – I saw that. I almost bought one of those at Miller Park. Or but at, they uh, only had field. them in like five – no, they, they had them in size like seven and a quarter. It was yeah. the only size they had. I'm like, this is the worst. Yeah. Just no, those worst. pirate pillbox hats might be the best uniform thing ever. <laughs> like <laughs> accessory so ever. Like it's, they're so, oh my God. In between that and the Pittsburgh Steelers bumblebee outfits that they wear once in a while. My God. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> like it, that's so like, everyone's like, oh my God, they can't wear that. I'm like, it's so bad. You have to keep doing that. That's great. Yeah. Like, it's just like the it's like the Acme Packers uniforms that they pull out of, of Green Bay once in a while with the brown helmet. Yeah. It's like it doesn't look good, but no, it's but cool. It's the <laughs> idea of what they used to have. Yeah, I get it. Um. <laughs> anyhow, back to basketball Anyways. again with basketball. I don't care about the play-in thing. It's stupid. And on top of that, the first round doesn't matter. Right. Like it really just doesn't. Uh, I could see a four-five upset, I guess, in the East. Because the Sixers are incredibly beatable, especially with, you know, Harden who goes out there and shoots 30% from the floor, uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of a thing he does a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. And Toronto got a little there. hot right at the end of the season too. So Yeah, that could be, that'll be the only interesting series in the first round because the Bucks bulls is going to be terrible. Um, I guess Nets and... And Celtics could be good, but I just think the Celtics are the better team. I mean, mm-hmm. they had a whole year to show that too, so I don't know. Uh, what was the one people were trying to get excited about? Is like, what if the Nets had to go to um, Toronto because <laughs> because they, they won't let you into Canada if you're not vaccinated, right? <laughs> without Which really, without at the this point only affects one player in the league, basically. But yeah, yeah, but I don't think that'll happen because whatever it's not not likely I mean, so we'll they see. would have to no there's... that would have to be that would be eastern conference final kind of in there yeah i don't see any of that happening but it'll be interesting to see again we, right. the, the first round is not as interesting after we get to the second round then the nba playoffs really start and then it's then it's going to be a fight to the end in the last uh the last eight teams the last four mm-hmm. in each conference, then it really gets to be a fight, and that'll be more interesting. See, we'll we'll have, obviously have a lot more to say when we get to that point. Bucks are going to beat the Bulls. That's just mm-hmm. just where it is. In terms of other Milwaukee sports, because that's really all we have right now, um, mm-hmm. the Brewers got started, and they started exactly like they did last year, except for in different order. Uh, last year they won the opener. They started and off lost like the how they three. ended the season too. This is true. Yeah, they just. 
just just walked around Rowdy, like zombies. Rowdy Telez is hitting home runs, and that's about it. <laughs> Good old Rowdy. I do love seeing yeah. him out there. Um, yeah, no, I mean, last year the Brewers started off one and three. Um, had trouble finding runs for a while. And, I mean, that team didn't have Adamus, and this team does. Uh, right. It also... No, because uh, what's-his-name was still on the team at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and this is just... It's Orlando Orlando Arcia was Arcia was still on the team. Yeah, start the year. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't go to the. um, Did I say Orlando Arcia? Boy, I put the I put the uh, accents in all the wrong places. On how about Orlando Arcia? There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh how we oh how we knew the. (laughs) I miss him. He was fine. I don't know. Um. So yeah, last year the Brewers started with um, Twins and Cubs. This year they're starting with you know Cubs and it's still just they're not getting runs mm-hmm. and you know for one thing the ball doesn't move as far doesn't go as well yet pitching hasn't settled in just yet um we're gonna find a way to be really scared about this and find a way to be sad about everything because that's what we do but there are 162 games you're like come on everybody just just settle we're four in. in we got 100 <laughs> you have 158 of these things to write the ship boys they could still be 160 and two. <laughs> no, and three. They've lost three. So, I mean, last year we're oh, looking sorry, at it here. Yeah. Yeah. One, <laughs> my bad. 159 <laughs> and three. So, yeah. But either way. I, I, I blanked that 9 0 game out of my head. Yeah. It's the Brewers didn't have a winning record until the 10th game last year when they went six and four. Uh, mm-hmm. And. Yeah, you know, the the pitching started off at least a little better in that uh, Burns didn't have a walk for the, the month of April. 49 strikeouts, no walks, and then he had two walks in the first inning he had this year. I mean, we'll see. Oh, we don't have 162 games this year, do we? I forget how many we got now. But, yeah, either way, it's I a long it's season. A two series away, so it's 156, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a long season. There's I, a lot to go. <laughs> Well, John, now this there's more urgency. So there's six less games, John. Come on. All right. Well, we didn't lose any of those. <laughs> right. I, don't know. I was just thinking, I was just thinking, because I'm looking, I got last year's schedule, and you're like, yeah, they weren't, uh, didn't have a winning record until they were five and four. And I was like, that was on April 11th, which was a year ago today. <laughs> I'm like, how did they already have nine games? And oh, yeah, that's right. We lost some baseball this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I I just I'm not going to allow myself to be that worried about a, a baseball season this early. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just no way no. to do it. Like <laughs> you had a bad run here. You, you started off slowly. You just you got to find a way to make things work. And I really believe Craig Council knows how to manage people. Uh, and just, and to, to your point, John, by the end of April last year, they were 16 and 10 at the end of the, at the end of the month. But I mean, outside of two nine run games against St. Louis, like they barely scored over four runs the whole month. Like it's, there's a couple sevens and fives in there, but it's, they weren't really, and they ended up, they were up two at the end of, uh, in the, in the, in the uh, standings at the end of the month. So, there it is. I mean, you can't, and, and the Brewers weren't even that good. I mean, they, they, by, by May 3rd, they were already not in first. 
And they dipped down to four under in May, which May was also kind of a, a runless disaster. But they, but I mean, they were still one and a half out at the end of May, and they had a twenty-nine and twenty-five record, and all, and they, and they ended with ninety-five wins between June and the end of September. Third game of third day of October, they won ninety-five games. They won 66 more games in those three and three months and change. Yeah. So, so chill out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the few things we have right now. And the people who've been waiting for baseball, this is the one thing they want to say. And this is the thing they want to look at. And there's just too many people who are so like, nope, they're terrible. I told you they'd be terrible. Like, oh, come on. Could you just handle for a minute not needing to be the guy who tells us that you were right from the beginning just right. to have this? And, and also, like, just root for this team. They'll, right. They're going to be better. They may not be as good as they were last year, but uh, they're going to find some stuff here, there, and everywhere, and they'll be all right later. Like, we right. were ready to write this team off last year pretty early, and they were mm-hmm. fine. They were fine eventually. Even when also, they were 25 and 25 at one point, they were right. still fine. Also, also uh, something to be grateful about. Uh, I'm looking at the attendance now. <laughs> there were three games in Miami where only 5,000 people were at the stadium. And you know, it was less than that. <laughs> Anyways, but, and that was actually after, uh, and that that was before, of course, uh, they went. <laughs> then by mid-May, there was only like 9,000 people in Pittsburgh at those games, or at Kansas yeah. City at those games. Anyways, um, yeah, we started last year with uh, one quarter attendance, John. Yeah, because I'm like, why was there only eleven thousand people at opening day last year? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we couldn't fill the stadiums yet. So, a be happy about that. Another thing we should have been happy about last year: we didn't play a single doubleheader last year, John. They didn't have to reschedule a single game, and we've already had to reschedule one after the second day this year. Yeah, it was so. hilarious actually. Like Cubs fans were super mad about that. Um, yeah. In that Bernie Brewer, a fictional character with a large mustache, went on mm-hmm. Twitter and had a picture where he's holding up a sign saying. Zero games rescheduled due to rain out since 2001. <laughs> and they were very offended by this. You're like, oh, yeah. Why? Our, you airport, love this. Our, airport, our airport hangar of a stadium that they love to come to whenever they can. Well, I mean, it's like, well, if it's that important to you that you have that and that's so cool, it should speak for itself. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. And good on them. It's a great stadium. They shouldn't build a new one. They just uh-huh. shouldn't. But this is what you're going to live with. You're going to live with the fact that your ticket doesn't necessarily mean you see a game. Right. Just doesn't. Right. Um, but hey, guess guess what else happened this last weekend? The twins got snowed out. <laughs> I'm shocked. This is my shocked face. Yeah. Nobody can see it, but shocked. still shocked that there's gambling in this establishment. <laughs> Fabulous guys and dolls references. Uh, but yeah, no, it's I don't know. I'm not gonna get worried about baseball this early. I'm just not going to. I'm gonna just enjoy baseball. Uh, enjoy having euchre on the radio and, and, you know, just having stuff to talk about with baseball. I wish I was enjoying, you know, more Yelich home runs or, you know, whatever. I wish they were winning more, but still we will get towards those things. So looking at some of these attendance numbers here outside of when they played in LA, which I think LA is the biggest baseball stadium, right? That I guess I don't know. So, I mean, there was 51,000 at L.A. Otherwise, the highest attendance at a game was a game I was at. 
And it was one of the funnest baseball weekends I've ever had because I was by myself. <laughs> and uh, when they played, uh, and it felt like it that night too, there was uh, the White Sox series in mid-July um, when the Sox came to town and played the Brewers for a three-game set on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Brewers won the first game 7-1, the second game 6-1. There was, And I was like, and I, I thought it felt – it felt crowded that Saturday night game. It was. There were 41,000 people at that stadium that night. And that, of course, was about not even nah, about a month after they were allowed to go to full capacity again. Okay. And I, I just remember that game was that game was crazy. There was a I've never seen so many people in that stadium before. And it makes sense now. It's the only 41,000 uh, attendance that was at uh, AmFam Field last year. Okay. You've got the field name right. Wow. Uh, Oh, lie. (laughs) Uh, The last... uh, The last game against the Mets in... Oh, I was at this game, too. Last game against the Mets in September um, was a a day game. That was uh, Bob Uecker Appreciation Day. It was the last home game of the season. That was 43,000. So I was at two games that had a grand total of 85,000 people. (laughs) Nice. I was at both 40,000 games, 40,000 attendance games last year. Wow, that's something. That is something. Because those games were also really, really crowded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that last one was was Fan Appreciation Day, so I still got to go cash in all my free tickets. Oh, yeah, those are good. I like those days. Those are fun. We got got some lower-level tickets out of that bit, so. All right. Anyhow. Um. I don't know. Debating whether or not it's worth going over it, but my, my son and I were watching offensive tackles uh, this weekend for you know draft prep, getting ready, and just kind of. You're boring. We are so fun. <laughs> yeah, we were watching um, full game tape of some offensive tackles. Here's the thing: we're just like, well, you know, Trevor Penning is a fun watch. Um, he's the kid out of Northern Iowa. Um, he's fun. He'll probably go in the first round. He's got a. Just a, what do you say, a country mile wide streak of anger in him. Um, okay. yeah, he's 6'7, 325. He's a big dude and he is super angry all the time, plays angry, but uh, it means he makes mistakes. Okay. Um, I think he should start as a right tackle, be a mauler, be a run blocker, and do that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. my favorite one is like they put up a video of him at senior day or senior bowl practices. Where he grabs a guy, it's clearly holding. Like grabs on to the defender with by both shoulder pads and throws him. They're like, look how mean he is. The the don't say anything about the fact that when he throws him, he threw him into his own quarterback's knees uh, and took out his quarterback with the defensive player. You're like, does he get a half that's sack not, for that? Uh, that's no way, no. <laughs> no, that's not how you're supposed to do that. Also, you can't just grab guys and throw them like this. I mean, it, it's a pretty blatant penalty, but. He's got that angry streak, which is something that's kind of nice sometimes to see. But I think put him on the right side and let him be a, a run blocker, a mauler, more of that kind of thing. It might work out pretty well for him. One of the other guys I've really learned to like is, is uh, Abraham Lucas because I was looking you know, more second round. Like, I'd like to see the Packers get a uh, you know, wide receivers, probably two wide receivers, mm-hmm. maybe a safety. Um, something like that, or edge rusher. We definitely should be looking in the area of well, edge They better rusher. get at least one or Lambo's going to get burnt to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they end up with a, a safety and a linebacker, everyone's going to be like, I don't, I don't know what's happening anymore. We, we have two receivers on the roster. And yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna have to be something like that where you know you get a lave and um oh Cal Calphitis, I forget how to say his name, the kid out of Purdue. Um something like that are ones sure. that I've seen a lot. Uh, but I mean like if you took the second second round pick and got somebody like Abraham Lucas out of Washington State, I'd be very much okay with that. Um, watch a lot of him. He's got good side to side movement. He doesn't. A lot of speed rushers get you upfield and then can cut underneath you because you're working so hard to get back. You can't then come back forward. He's got good lateral movement. He's six six three fifteen. Um, he did very well against uh, Thibodeau out of Oregon. Uh, not against him the whole game, but when they moved him around uh, over to the right side because he was playing right, and he'll he would play right for the Packers um, because we have we have lost some some tackles to help over there. It would be uh-huh. nice to build up that depth. Um, I don't know if he's exactly what the Packers are looking for because I don't think he plays as much other positions as well. Uh, Tyler Smith's a kid out of Tulsa that people. He's okay. His footwork needs some help. He doesn't kick back as strong as I would necessarily like at times. Um, he doesn't always finish his blocks particularly well either, but he he's all right, especially if you're going to get him in like third round is kind of where I would want to see him go. Um, and then there's Daniel Falele, who I don't like at all. I, I just, didn't like him when – I mean, he's been overhyped since – yeah, it's, that's a that's Minnesota kid, right, that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. He's he's the yeah. gigantic you – know, he's 6'8", 384. And if you watched him in the Senior Bowl, man, did he get hit around. Um, Boy Mafe out of Cincinnati just destroyed him, just absolutely knocked him back, and he couldn't do anything about it. Like, not just was he getting beat going around him, but he was getting knocked down. Uh, I was like, I don't have any time for a 384 guy who can't at least bully people who come at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he gets his hands on you, it should be done. It, that's, that doesn't happen. doesn't happen with him. I don't want him at all. Um, I'd rather have someone like Nicholas uh, pettit Frere, the kid out of Ohio State. Um, there's actually two guys up top here from uh, uh, S- Central Michigan, which I find kind of fun. But they got two guys ranked up there in top you know, 10, 15 guys. Uh, there's this kid out of Louisiana, which is, you know, Louisiana Lafayette. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's okay. He's got to be, you have to be a fourth, fifth round pick though to get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Mitchell's his name. And um, I watched him and I well, want to like that, him. And that's fine. And that's, and that's fine too. You know, with some of those guys that are, you know, the, the we're getting, get him in the fourth round. Cause it's not worth burning a high pick right. for him because sometimes that dude turns into David Bakhtiari. Yeah, and this guy, like, I don't know. I want to like him because, Aaron, you know I love Ooh La La. You just I, want someone from Ooh La La. I love the Raging Cajuns. I get it. Christian yeah. Ringo came out of Ooh La La. Uh, you know, I yeah. like those guys. I like that school. I just – I don't see enough out of him to make him the guy I believe is going to be starting in the next couple of years. He Maybe he turns into something, but I don't see him uh, taking over a spot anywhere in that line in the next two or three years. So mm-hmm. who knows? He he's reasonable depth if that's all you're looking for, but right. that's kind of all we're gonna. We're trying to hit a couple spots. We're looking for guys to get you names to think about uh, more for. I mean, especially tackle. Maybe the last pick in the second round that we have, or more likely third, fourth, fifth rounds is what we're talking about. But those are some of those names that you should think of. One that's just fun. Um, uh, Nick Zakel. 
The Kelge, uh, he's out of Fordham. And that's only fun because, you know, the Fordham, Fordham linemen, the, the seven blocks of granite way back in the day. Right. And who was one of those seven blocks of granite? Well, Vince. Vince, yes. Yeah. He was one of the, the seven <laughs> blocks of granite. That's why the uh, the Vince Lombardi Award for college football is a block of granite on top of a little stand on a wooden pedestal thing. Fantastic. Yeah. So is that, that what it looks like? Yes. Yeah, it is a block ah. of granite on top of something. It's pretty great. Ah, I would. So, I thought. I would have thought it would have been a uh, like a statue or yeah, something. A statue of Vince. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, a, it's a block of granite. That, yeah, that makes sense in my head. But you know, hey, who am I? The only real other kind of story we do have, unfortunately, sad. Um, Wisconsin running backs coach Gary Brown passed away. Uh, if you follow Wisconsin sports or any of the Wisconsin Badgers, football players, you definitely saw it because every mm-hmm. single one of them put up something today. Um, guys who have left the program in the last couple of years, going to the NFL or whatever, they all had something else to say. Uh, is definitely a guy who really got people excited. His Twitter was just, you could tell he was a guy with incredible enthusiasm for the sport, constantly selling the program, constantly talking about his guys, constantly talking about, Badger football, and um, yeah, he's definitely going to be a presence. It's going to be very much missed at that university. Um, it's a, it's a, obviously, it's a rough day for the program. It's a rough day for all the players and uh, all the staff around there because he was a very good guy who everybody, absolutely everybody had something to say about him today, and they were all things that weren't just football. You mm-hmm. know, it, it wasn't just football. They, they talked about him. So right. rough thing to see. Um, just too soon. Uh, so yeah, that's really the only like real badger news we have for that part. There were several people who were offered, uh, I think there were nine people offered their preferred walk-on status this week, but I'm not going to get into preferred walk-ons on this program at this point, even at the end of the show. We we did, we did for a short time, uh, um, two weeks ago though, John, did you hear that? Oh yeah. I don't even remember the kid's name. He was at, uh, the, the, the quarterback out of um oh yeah California the quarterback out of California got a preferred walk on status. He yeah. Me and me and guy. Pete spent me and Pete spent a good <laughs> That's true. Three minutes on it, which is three more minutes than we should have, but Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna do. I mean he looked fun in the the little bit of stuff I was able to see from him on Huddle, but yeah, I mean he's a walk on guy from California. Looks fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, the other thing I was to say about you get the um, you got to talk with Pete about the soccer game, the, the football game coming to the pitch yeah, at Lambeau Field. Beyond, uh, uh, we we uh, mispronounced Bayern. Bayern. <laughs> Bayern München. Bayern is the German word for Bavaria, which okay. is the region where Munich or München is is located. I've so, been there. It is uh, it is something else. I always remember because Bayern Drei was the big radio station we would listen to as we were driving around. Which is, means Bavaria 3. It's the radio <laughs> channel we would listen to. And it was hilarious. We were there in 2000, uh, drove up to Hanover for the World's Fair. And uh, we were driving around with my friend uh, Martin Steinhardt, who was a German exchange student uh, that lived with us for a year. Uh, but it was, it was driving around and playing stuff on Bayern Drei, and they were there's just a bunch of like Tom Jones, like at at really? that time, like new Tom Jones, like Tom Jones doing 
three dog night song. And you're just like, what? Like mama told me not to come. And you're just like, what is this? And he's like, what, what year was that? Cause there was a Tom, 2000. Bono, Tom what? 2000. Yeah, yeah. There was a Tom Jones album that came out in the early two. Yeah. It must've been, well, cause it was when we were in college. Cause I played it a lot. I played it. Well, not a lot. I, I spun some on it <laughs> on uh, college radio. Cause there was just some crazy, um, there's some well, crazy songs that came off that, but yeah, it's hilarious. Cause like, um, we were driving around and Martin, Martin, Martin Steinhardt was, was like, no, Tom Jones is having a big comeback. I was like, here, yeah, here he is having that. This is not <laughs> happening over there. Is he, is, he, is, he, is he touring with the Hoff? That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's a, that was what really means that it's huge in Germany. So yeah. Germans I just love get over. David we went, Hasselhoff. Yeah. We went to, we went to Munchen, uh, Munich. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the old downtown area there. It's beautiful. Um, I oh, like Nuremberg oh, more. Gorgeous. Yeah, that was nice too. Um, but because we, we give you a great uh, army story here for for Minchin, since there's not enough in sports to fill an hour of the show. Right. Um, you know, my brother went on leave while we were in Iraq, and yeah. um, what he wanted to do was he was going to do Oktoberfest in Bavaria, and he was going to see our friend, my my friend Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Martin was going to come, but not right away. He was going to come after Dan, or sorry, after Mike had a couple days in Minchin to, to hang right. out and do stuff. Well, he forgot to tell his credit card company and his debit card company, whoever, that he was going there. So he showed up oh, at yeah. the, um, <laughs> he shows up at the place at his hotel and his cards don't work and they've been blocked. Right. And so he had, I guess, some kind of money on him because he went to a internet cafe and basically I come back to, to my desk and I'm working and stuff. And they're like, do you know your brother's lost in Germany with no money? And I was like, what? What? <laughs> And yeah. so like, yeah, we can all follow him on Facebook. We've been just reading along as he keeps posting little things. He's like in a coffee shop, doesn't have a hotel. He's stuck in Germany with no money and doesn't speak the language. I'm like, what? <laughs> he was there for like two or three days. He needed oh to God. try to get somebody to call Martin to tell him to come get him and get him some money and try to help him out so he could get, oh get into a hotel. It's only Mike. Um, just that kind of luck. Uh, just... My brothers yeah. have all the good stories. It's just sad. Well, you know, it, 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 it. A lot of people don't realize that either, too, because like I'm a debit card guy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I, I mean, I didn't even have a credit card until pff, I was in my 30s. Like I just didn't have one because I didn't think I needed one. I got yeah. one after this experience when I went to go see Tom in Germany. No, no, sorry. The first time, the first, the first time I went to see my brother in Germany. Um, this one I found out the hard way, but also too, when I went back to see Tom again, I had completely forgotten about that. And uh, I had a credit card already at that point, but I didn't bring it with me. And you can't use debit cards overseas. Hey, you, you can now because they're, they're run on the same machine. Well, you can, but I mean, you just, it, it's not this. You, yeah. You don't want to be, you don't want to be relying on a debit card because it's hit or miss. At least it was 10 years ago. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. How it no, is things, yeah. But yeah. Ago. So, I mean, I got over there and like, yeah, I had to call back to the States like during their business times. But luckily I had Tom there, you know, so I was able <laughs> to grab Tom's cell phone and he had an international plan on it. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but yeah, you got to get that. You got to get that S together before you leave because <laughs> it's, it's not good <laughs> to be in a foreign country with no money ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Especially, it's, yeah. Especially bigger cities. 
So, uh, always fun. All right, everybody. That's really all we have. Um, we're going to wait went, a week. Gonna went back to the airport and stayed at the USO for two weeks. I mean, Jeez. no, uh, oh. we did. Yeah. Either way, we will have one box game between now and the next time that we, we record. There will be several God. brewers games though. So we'll, My God. that's, this is where we are. Everybody. This is, this is where we are. <laughs> Hey, it's we always call it the abyss, but at least we have things to talk about during the abyss now. Thank you, at Bucks. Least, yeah, thank God we actually have the Bucks to talk about now, because otherwise we'd be just just hanging out talking about. Um, I mean, it's, what it's is really the like spin the only, rotation it's, it's really like on the only, Burns' curveball. You know, this is this this and the period between the draft and OTAs are about the only downtime in the NFL anymore now. And this is really the only downtime too. And it's pre-draft talk, but I, I think people are getting burnt out on pre-draft talk stuff too, but I, I, I'm not even paying attention anymore because it gets <laughs> so nuanced. And so, I mean, you do because you've got a high school kid and this is like his wheelhouse right now. Yeah. We're just like, Hey, let's just watch. Let's tackles. find five tackles to watch today. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. do it. And so, I mean, there's, there's that portion of it, but, uh, like it's so nuanced and so in the weeds now, and, and thanks to Schefter, I don't trust anybody anymore now. So. That is the biggest thing I guess we can tell everybody now is like all the news you hear, all the rumors, everything you hear for NFL draft right now, it's all lies. Everything is a lie because the NFL guys are releasing stuff to their sources and the sources will report it because they know they need to sell this now. So they get the actual stories later, but everything now is team spin. The teams mm-hmm. are spinning stuff to try to, because they think they're fooling all the other teams, but all the other teams are also lying. So just basically everything is just crap now. And that part is and like, I'll still, I'll still, I'll still listen to Kuiper out of uh, just pure respect. Kuiper's only talking about the individual players. He's not trying to give you a spin about what the teams are saying. He's just telling you what the players are like. Kuiper made this industry too. Yeah. Like this whole draft industry. This is all Mel Kuiper. If there was, if there's no Mel Kuiper, there's no, well, I mean, someone might've, but he definitely has been the driving impetus. Is that the right word? Yeah, that's right. Behind all this pre-draft garbage. But yeah, now, but now you start entering the, uh, the Schefters and the Rappaports and the Glazers of the world. And it's like, it's, and it's, it's not no different in season anymore either, really, to be perfectly honest. So it's a yeah, little it's, different. It's, it's, it's the, the NBA one's... is leaking. NBA is leaking into the NFL is what it is. Cause this has been going on in the NBA for years where yeah. talks where trades get talked into existence. Yeah. This is where like everybody does the, like I hear so-and-so everybody likes Malik Willis. He might go as high as two. You're like, he's not going two, but they're trying yeah. to convince people to trade. And mm-hmm. nobody wants to. I mean, just the most, ridic- the most ridiculous stuff. To- oh, my God. You see that trade between Philadelphia and whoever it was where they just completely traded draft picks? <laughs> yeah. New Orleans yeah. and Philadelphia. It was the most ridiculous draft trade I've ever seen. But anyways, but I mean. Yeah, no, it was a decent and idea. The, the people, are trying, people are trying to make it because the NBA is such a fluid. It's a fluid sport. You can plug and play people pretty easily, right? Yeah, football is incredibly hard. You can't do that because you run you know, entirely different defenses or offenses. And de- because it, match. because because NFL is play driven. Baseball, basketball, even hockey are player driven. Yeah, it's the only. It's very unique in that matter to the other sports. So like any any and all of these trade talks, you know, like we're going to slide this guy here and this guy there. You're not going to mid season send a wide receiver to another team. Hmm. usually 
unless there's something wrong because the team losing now loses a receiver who knows how to play the position in their, in their offense. And the team getting him has someone who has no idea what's going on and will take at least three weeks before he's ready to go. You can't just plug and play players. The only person you can only people, the only people you can really plug, plug and play are linemen. Well, as long as you don't have, as long as you don't have them uh, switching. And I was going to say corners you know, or wide receivers are the best ones because you know, your routes, yeah. you just got to get that part down and you're kind of out there on your own in a one-on-one game. Wide receiver doesn't work that well either because you don't, every quarterback plays different. Yeah. It's the timing you know, there for linemen cor- though. You've got to have timing with the other four linemen. It's harder to plug and play a lineman. I think at times, I mean, it has to be yes. an actual fit. So, cor- so corner corner is about the only position and kicker and punter. Mm-hmm. And long snap, yeah. <laughs> and you still right, don't want to be switching out kicker. You still don't want to be switching out long snappers, holders, and kickers. No, because that's no. all rhythm too. <laughs> yep. All right, everybody. Thank the you for punter. joining us again so the for punter, another week. The punter. Thank you for joining us for another week. It's been a wonderful week. We don't have a whole lot to go over, but we've we've managed to kind of say a bunch. So uh, join us again next week. Um, remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.